dives in for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sure he did. Touchdown to Detroit Lions. You're listening to the One Podcast. What's up, Lions fans? Tori Petrie here from DetroitLions.com, your host for this official Lions podcast. Happy springtime to you guys as the first day that this podcast comes out. It is officially spring. Now, it doesn't quite feel like it yet, but I feel like we're getting there. It's an exciting time of year. We are just about a week into free agency, so the Lions have made quite a few moves so far. It's been a busy week for the Lions. Now, a week into free agency, there are several moves that have been made official that we didn't talk about last week because they weren't quite official yet, but the Lions have signed Trey Flowers. They've added Danny Amendola. They've added slot corner Justin Coleman. They've added tight end Jesse James. Safety depth in Andrew Adams. O-line depth in Ode Abushi wide receiver depth in Tommy Lee Lewis, and they re-signed one of their own, Marcus Cooper, to compete for that outside corner position. So as you can see, very busy week in terms of free agency, and it really never ends because it's always kind of in flux this time of year. We wanted to break down a lot of the moves that the Lions have made thus far, so we are bringing in a very exciting guest for you guys today. It's no surprise because if you're clicking on this episode, you can obviously see it in the title, but Nate Burleson from NFL Network joins me on the podcast today to break down everything the Lions did in free agency and look ahead to the 2019 season and give us his thoughts on what the Lions can be in 2019. I love this conversation with Nate. He has such great insight. And of course, he loves the Lions. He played here and the city is special to him. So here is my conversation with host and analyst Nate Burleson from NFL Network on free agency. The NFL Draft is just around the corner. Be sure to visit DetroitLions.com to stay up to date on Lions potential draft picks, news, analysis, and much more. DetroitLions.com, your home for everything Detroit Lions. Joining me now on the One Pridecast is every Lions fan's favorite NFL network reporter, Nate Burleson. Nate, it is so good to have you on the One Pridecast. Welcome. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to talk about my Lions. I know. We we know that you have a special place in your heart for the Lions after playing here. Uh, so we just wanted to talk a little bit of Lions free agency with you, get you to weigh in with your thoughts. So what was your just overall first reaction to the Lions free agency hall? Well, you know, there were some things that uh, concerned me, uh, you know, given that some of the guys that, you know, I played with, um, they they were let go, you know, for lack of better words. Ziggy, you know, he, he was one of my, my favorite teammates. And the fact that, you know, he was living under that, he had so much potential tag and then he fulfilled that potential. Um, I, I kind of assumed that the lines would make it work, but, um, you know, it paid big for Trey Flowers, which, you know, it is it's one of those players that, you know, you have to go out and make a make a run for. Also, Jesse James is one of my favorite underrated tight ends in the game. If All you right. look at some of the things that he did with the Steelers, uh, and he's a guy that played under the umbrella of being, you know, the fourth or fifth target. So um, I'm always partial to those individuals because in my career, I was a number one receiver a couple of times. But uh, majority of the time, I was playing behind some superstars. I mean, we all know playing behind Calvin and then yeah. playing behind Randy Moss. But Jesse James is also one of those individuals when you look at the superstars that were on that Steelers roster. So uh, given the fact that he has a quarterback like Stafford who can lean on tight ends quite a bit uh, when the wideouts are open, I think he's going to be, um, I, I would call my SOFA, which is the SOFA, still a free agency. 
<laughs> All right. I love it. I love it. Jesse James is the sofa. Uh, you know, the Lions have been looking for answers at tight end. Jesse said that he feels like he hasn't reached his full potential because of a lot of the reasons that you mentioned playing behind the stars. Felt like he wasn't used to his uh, full ceiling there in Pittsburgh. Do you think he's the answer for the Lions at tight end? I do. I do. I mean, I, I just mentioned it, man. We call him the outlaw on our show. And, um, you know, he would, he would make these plays where you would think to yourself, how come he doesn't get the ball more? How come the Steelers don't game plan for him more? And then you think, just, oh, that's right, they have Antonio Brown. Oh, that's right, they had Le'Veon or Juju. And the list goes on. So when you're sharing the rock and you're just trying to get, get what you can with a limited amount of opportunity, you know, it, it kind of puts you in a position where um, you're not making that many plays, um, but, but when you do, it stands out, which is why – I do like him more than most guys that hit the free agent market. And then, of course, Amendola. Uh, you know, sure. I've been a big fan of his for so long, um, Mr. Danny Playoff. And uh, <laughs> I, I can't say enough about what he brings to the table. I'm just not sure the fit was right for him in Miami. Uh, you know, Gates obviously didn't make it out this year, picked up the job in New York. Um, but, you know, him being in that locker room, it, it just helps the the complexion of the team and there's familiarity with him and Patricia of course but when you have individuals that know what it's know what it's like to get to the mountaintop you have individuals that know what it's like to to play against top tier defenses you have individuals that that played with with the greatest of all time and that and uh, I was gonna say Matt Stafford and, and Tom Brady it helps out guys like Matt Stafford um, being able to get into that wide receiver room and talk to your QB kind of break down you know what the combination between a quarterback and a wide receiver should look like throughout the season so that's going to help it's going to help with Marvin Jones it's going to help with Galladay who's one of my favorite receivers in this league um, so hopefully you know with Jesse James being the carpet that brings the room together Amadola coming in and adding some of that that knowledge and dropping gems on the group that's the African finally have a consistent group of guys that can catch from them because we know when Matt gets hot he can he can light up his league yeah yeah. Well, with Danny Amendola, I mean, the Lions have been lacking in that slot receiver position since they traded away Golden Tate. And I've been getting this question a lot. Does Danny Amendola fill Golden Tate's role or are they different players? No, no, they're, they're different players. Um, Golden Tate is a true yards after catch. Right. Get it, run, make it play. He can go over the middle. Uh, Golden's a little bit taller, a little bit bigger. Um, he might be a tad bit faster. Danny is a, a little slicker when it comes to the route runner. Um, he, he can make a, any route look the same. And when it comes to the middle of the field, in between the hashes, he's one of the best in the business. I mean, Danny in the slot, you know, forget about it. He'll match up with DBs, linebackers, and safeties, and he's going to win those matches nine, nine times out of ten. Um, but, but I think with what they're doing, though, when you look at the complexion of the wideouts plus the tight ends and the running backs that can catch out the backfield uh, – that right there is enough to kind of make the more well-rounded wide receiving core that you need. For so long, um, you know, Matt Stafford, he was, you know, attached to the Calvin Johnson area. Oh, he has a big wide receiver, and what is he going to do without that big, strong, fast wide mm -hmm. receiver? Uh, now he has different guys with different skill sets, which, you know, collectively kind of bring together what Matt Stafford likes. Yeah, and he seemed to need somebody who could get separation last year. He just couldn't uh, find that separation last year, and it seems like Danny Amendola can fill that role for him. Yeah, for sure. And then on top of that, you, like I said, you bring in an individual that knows what it's like to get out of the regular season and, and do some damage yeah. in the postseason. And I know it's one of those things where 
uh, people might be listening and say, well, Nate, who cares about a locker room guy? Well, you know, locker room guys matter when you don't have the knowledge on the team of, of players that, that been through the grind. Because tough times are going to hit every squad. What helps teams get through tough times is that having tough individuals that know what it's like to get into the playoffs and then make the runs in the Super Bowl. Well, Stafford's got Danny Amendola now. He's got Jesse James. How many more weapons do you feel like he needs to improve this offense that really struggled in the late season last year? Well, of course, you can, you can try to figure out um, uh, a way to protect him a little bit more. Uh, you know, look at the guard position for, for uh, the Lions and trying to figure out a way to shore up that interior. You know, when you get sacked 40 times, that's, that's a cause for concern. So the question is, um, do you continue to try to build upon the offensive line in the draft, which you can always find some gems in the draft, as we all know. Um, do you try to get more pieces, whether it's a pass catcher or running back, even though I do love on Johnson. I mean, my, my guy, you know, I had some struggles staying healthy, but when he was on the field, you just got to really pay attention to um, the consistency that he played with. And he has the size, the speed, the ability to shake, wiggle, and break open a big run. And if he can stay healthy, I feel like he has a chance to be a premier running back in this league. Yeah. Stafford didn't have his best year ever last year in 2018. What makes you confident he will improve in 2019? I think it's just that reason. I mean, you mentioned it. He didn't have his best year. Um, and Stafford knows that. He's not a stat guy. He doesn't count his numbers. He doesn't go home and say, well, I hope I throw for, I threw for 400 yards. Uh, but I know in the back of his head, he has to know that for the first time in his career in a full season, he didn't throw for 4,000 yards which, you know, I, I always brag about Matt and say he can roll out of bed and throw for 4,000 yards. That's easy <laughs> money for him. I mean, he has the IQ. Um, he, he can go out there and dissect the game with the best of them. His arm is tremendous. I mean, he's surgical and can make any throw on the field. So for a guy like that, even with the inconsistencies around him, he's probably thinking to himself, you know what, I got to bounce back because it's – at this point, it's not about individual stats more than it is about just competitive nature. And if you're looking at the hype that a lot of these quarterbacks are getting, and rightfully so, you know, Pat Mahomes stole the show last year with 50 touchdowns. Drew Brees played at a high level. Him and Michael Thomas were incredible. Tom Brady, at his age, 42 years old, taking a team to the winning Super, winning Super Bowl. And then you, you look at Philip Rivers at his age. These are all aging quarterbacks, and Matt Stafford isn't there yet, so he has to be thinking, all right, let me work my way into the conversation of the elite because, you know, I've been paid like one, I've been viewed like one. Now let me put the numbers like one so people can shut their mouths and give me the respect <laughs> I deserve. Certainly. The Stadium Collection, located inside Gate A at Ford Field, is your one-stop shop for all your Detroit Lions merchandise needs. Open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. The Stadium Collection has something for every Lions fan in your life to show their pride. Let's take a look at some of the defensive signings. Trey Flowers is probably the headliner of the Lions' uh, free agency hall. What did you think about that signing, and, and was he worth the investment the Lions made in him? Yeah, no question. He, he was worth the investment. I mean, they, they paid big. But, you know, when you, when you look at the relationship between the Lions and, and Ziggy Ansah, um, you know, ending, you have to figure out a way to, to make a big splash. And I, I think we all assume that, Trey Flowers is going to get picked up and signed big somewhere. So 
think the Lions figured out a, a way to to bring him in, and, and it's free agency, baby. You got you got to cut top dollar for top <laughs> athletes, and he's gonna make an impact right away. And what do we talk about when Matt Patricia was hired? And he's gonna come in and figure out a way to to bring a championship quality defense to the Detroit Lions, something that can comp- complement Matt Stafford and his offensive talent and what he brings to the table. So Trey Flowers, he was going to get picked up and signed by uh, many of suitors, and I just love the fact that uh, the Lions came in and said, you know what, we're going to make our run for him and we're going to pay for him. You said you see him being an immediate impact to this defense. How do you feel like he changes the Lions' defense in 2019? Well, just the, the size and speed. You know, if you if you pay attention to what he brings to the table, it, it's, it's similar to, you know, the, the top – uh, rushers in, in this league, and, and we're talking uh, an individual that can take the pressure off of the back end. And I, I think that's where most people don't pay attention to when it comes to defenses. You might look at a DB and, and say, well, how come he isn't getting an interception? How come the, the safeties and, and the cornerbacks aren't getting their hands on, on more, on more uh, passes? It's because the defensive line in front of them they're not getting they're not getting the the pressure um, on the QB. So Trey Flowers being an individual that can come in and do that, like right out the gate, like that gives you some some understanding that all right, if we can get pressure on these QBs in a division where Aaron Rodgers is the boogeyman, and when he gets healthy and he gets going, he's as good as he gets. Kirk Cousins, big time money in Minnesota, and he wants to bounce back and prove he's worth every single dollar. And they're going to get stronger. They've been getting stronger every single season. And Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky is, I think, the most concerning target within the NFC North for a defense like the Detroit Lions because Trubisky, not only can he make some throws that we saw last year, he is, I think, very, very underratedly athletic. And if you can put pressure on them, you've got to win games within the division. Even though the Lions beat Green Bay twice last year, how about we we start – knocking off the Vikings like we did Green Bay, knocking off the Bears like we did Green Bay. And that starts with putting pressure on these QBs. Because if you can put pressure on Aaron Rodgers, it's a completely different ballgame. If you can put pressure on Trubisky and Cousins, these games are changed from the jump. So Trey Flowers is that individual that brings that to the table and he brings that attitude and he brings that pedigree and he brings that knowledge of what it takes to get to the top of the mountain. The other side of that is the secondary, and there the Lions added Justin Coleman, who plays in the slot. What did you think of that signing, and why is the slot corner important to a defense? Slot corner is very important. You, you, when you look at where the game is, just think about where the big plays are. Um, the option routes in the middle of the field, it's usually the slot receiver, and now the slot receiver isn't always the small Tyreek Hill guy. The slot receiver uh, in, in nowadays game, because every wide receiver plays every position, it's it's Larry Fitzgerald, it's Julio Jones, A.J. Green. It's the big, strong receivers. I remember towards the end of my career with uh, Calvin Johnson, they moved him in the slot. And forget about it. Calvin Johnson matched up against nickelbacks in his league. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the hardest thing to stop because there's so much space for the wide receiver to work with. So Sonic Coleman, I mean, it's like, like I keep saying with free agency, for me, it's not about just getting a guy just because he's a sexy name. It's getting a guy that's going to help fill a void. And when you look at Glover Quinn not being there and the Lions letting him walk, you have to figure out a way. All right, how do we figure out a way to kind of bolster up this secondary? And he's a good pickup. A guy that's aggressive in the slot can make plays, put the hands on on slot receivers, which is where a lot of, 
a lot of butter is bread in this league. So the nickelback for most teams, it's one of the more underrated positions, but a guy that can change the game. So after this first big wave of free agency, where do you think that leaves the Lions in terms of their needs heading into the draft? You know, like I said, I mentioned Matt Stafford getting sacked 40 times. Um, if you want to address the offensive line, good guard play, you can you can address that. If you want to start to uh, get some later draft picks in the where you see the the kind of what I call the the SODs, it's still of the draft. I was drafting the third round, and um, I, I remember taking pride in the fact that I, I didn't go in the first day, and I was like, all right, well, well, you know what, I, I'm, I might not be a first rounder or a second rounder, but uh, I'm going to go out here and prove that I'm still one of the best in the business, and that's where you can find some of these these sneaky individuals. And, and, of course, maybe you get a young safety. I mean, if you look at some of the playmakers over the last couple of years that were picked up, I'll just go to last year, for example, um, Derwin James for the Los Angeles Chargers. Fantastic talent. I mean, very versatile. I mean, he can do it all. That's a safety that, you know, made his impact immediately. That Denzel Ward with the Cleveland Browns selected fourth overall, and everybody was saying, what do you think in Cleveland? And then he came out and made plays immediately. So um, there's going to be some very talented, athletic guys that can help this defense right away. And if you want to address the umbrella, the safety position, then I, I would say that that would be a spot that the Lions should look at. Uh, if not, there's always the strong, athletic linemen that you can get your hands on, that can get their hands on guys that are trying to get their hands on Stafford, and that's the name of the game. A guy that stands out to me last year was Quentin Nelson. People thought, it's a little too early to go guard. And I'm telling you what, man, that rookie was fantastic. So if there's guys that they fall in love with that can play right now, I think you got to go with it, especially if it, if it helps Matt Stafford. Well, Bob Quinn sure hasn't been shy about picking offensive linemen in the first round in the past couple of years. So you say to Lions fans, don't stress out if he goes offensive line again at eight. Don't stress out, you know, because if look look at look at the Colts for example. I just brought up Quentin Nelson. She could say, "Why would you go guard?" Because they were trying to protect the the largest commodity that they have, and that is everything that has to do with Andrew Luck. And what happened this year? Andrew Luck, after sitting on the sideline for almost two seasons, came back and was a dark horse MVP. If Matt Stafford gets protection, if he can sit back in that pocket without a collapsing and him not panicking and having to have happy feet and can keep his chin upfield and deliver balls with that fantastic arm that he has, like Matt Stafford would be a dark horse MVP as well. He could win the MVP. He can be up there challenging Pat Mahomes for the 40, 45, 50 touchdown mark if you give him time and space to work with. Well, another popular mock draft pick for the Lions has been tight end heading into free agency, but now the Lions have Jesse James. Could you see them going with TJ Hawkinson at eight or Noah Fant or somebody like that in the first round, and would you have a problem with that? Yeah, you're mentioning a couple of, of top tight ends in the draft. and um, you know, One's known for uh, more of the all-around tight end where he can block, he can also uh, he can, he can catch, and he can run. And then you have the, the more uh, Travis Kelsey type tight end and Noah that can basically go out there and be uh, George Kittle, if you will, in San Francisco and, and catch and run with the ball in his hand. Both guys are going to go in the first round. Um, and if this is an individual that, that can come in right away and he's going to have to block his butt off because uh, a tight end is just an extension of the offensive line. And if you look at the top tight ends in the game, that's including Gronk, 
even though people say he's falling apart, he is going to put his hands in the ground and he will be an extension of that offensive line and help protect Brady. And that's across the board, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, all these tight ends, including Jesse James, who the Lions picked up, know how to do that. So if that's the case and you're going to go that route, then, yeah, you go ahead and, and get one of these young tight ends that you can play right now. But here's the thing. Going and getting Jesse James, a guy who's been there, is able to catch, block, and protect Big Ben, he's going to be able to do the same for Stafford. So that's why I love the Jesse James pickup. Sure. And that's why I feel like he's still a free agency because you get a guy like that, you pay him a little bit of coin, now you can go out and address other positions in the draft. Well, we still have to see how the draft plays out, but – what do you expect from the Lions in 2019? Well, you know, I, it's all about the start of the season and, and finding their way to the middle of the year where they're in contention to take the NFC North. What I, what I don't like is the Lions season to represent um, who they were known to be over the last few years, which is the cardiac kids. I don't want them to have to come from behind. It's one thing to come back from behind in the game, and Matt Stafford is being Matt Stafford in the fourth quarter. It's another thing to come back from behind late in the season because that's, that's right. literally impossible. When you have so many teams and so many coaches and so many quarterbacks that are good at closing out seasons. So if you find yourself you know, counting wins and counting numbers in November, December, and trying to figure out if this team moves, if that team wins, we can get in. That's not what I want the Lions to be. I want Matt Stafford to start the season off hot, Matt Patricia to bring some heat and some complexity to that defense, the offense have a very creative spin on it like we're seeing a lot of these teams have. You know, for example, the the Rams and the Chargers and, of course, the Chiefs, just creative offenses that keep defense on their toes. You can implement some of that creativity into the offensive game plans week in and week out. I'm looking for these guys to contend for the NFC North, plain and simple. I mean, I, I don't know if it's just me being a homer or if it's just <laughs> me knowing the talent within that locker room. Sure. But it, – it, it, there, there is no, there is no clear cut, um, you know, winner when it comes to who I'm expecting to be the NFC North champion. Of course, the Bears. You give them credit because um, right now they hold the belt. You got to respect them as such. But if you're asking me who do I trust more, Matt Stafford or Mitchell Trubisky, I'm going to say Matt Stafford. Um, the question is, can the team compete with the Bears? And where is Aaron Rodgers going to be? And what is Kirk Cousins going to do? So that's why I feel like out of all the divisions. This one is uh, the, the one with the most mystery. And if you're the Lions, that's pure optimism. Because now you're sitting back saying, all right, we can actually win our division. Like, this isn't the NFC West, where I think everybody believes the Rams are going to win. You know, this is the NFC North, where right now we have a chance to be champs if we can start the season off right and finish even stronger. Well, I'm sure Lions fans are on board with uh, your call for them to win the division. That it's definitely something that is desired here in Detroit. <laughs> No question. No question about that. Well, thank you so much, Nate, for spending some time chatting with us today. We really appreciate it, and we love hearing you talk Lions as always. Well, I appreciate you letting me on, and uh, go Lions.